Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Friday edition of The Drive. Yes, the weekend is here. Uh, of course, on campus, the uh, today was fall break. I just found out that Auburn City Schools are having fall break Monday and Tuesday. They usually try to line those up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised, usually, if there's going to be something like that. Um, so I think the university should now say, oh, let's take Monday off, too. But I, I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. But uh, but anyway, welcome in. It is the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls, the regular crew here on this Friday. Hope you're doing well. It's been a I don't know if the regular crew is grandiose enough. What about what about the well, big what about the big three? The big three. What about the big three? The tr- the, the the main uh, event. The the, the <laughs> I don't I don't like uh, I like the big three better. All right, I like the big three. The big three. I, you know, I was I was I was going to tell uh, uh, oh, it doesn't rhyme with Drew. It doesn't rhyme with Drew. No, you're the, right. The regular crew rhymes with Drew. Regular, like to, Drew with, yeah, Drew with the regular crew. Uh, you can well, we'll, with th- me we'll think of something. And, and the big three. We'll, we'll think of something because I was thinking I, w- I was going to tell uh, Uncle T-Bone, who, who filled in for Jacob Goins on On the Line today, that he did a great job. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, the next thing you know, he'll, he'll be the triple threat. I mean, Hope. he's already got a full-time gig. He's got his, he, he, he's, he's got his site. And and then you know there's no telling. Hopefully Jacob is feeling better soon. And I, I know uh, yeah that, that that was the reason he there was is, no his, show. His, his voice is still. Oh, he's going. I I told him he's, quiet he's got storm. Well, no, he's got the Lee Scott game tonight. Ooh. I was just saying, and and seriously, the thing to do is put the mic closer to your mouth. Try not to strain because yeah. if you strain oh, yeah, to, no, you to try, you're just going to make it worse. The, the worst you just, ha- you just have to I, you have to sort of you know almost eat the mic. The when you're worst talking. I've ever. Right up there with the worst I've ever felt in my life, as far as illness goes, was a trip. My second year with Troy, we took a trip to Coastal Carolina and App State, and I woke up the morning of, and this is pre-COVID, when the notion of staying home and calling the game remotely oh, yeah. was... No, that, it was not, that was not an option. Yeah, it was, was sort of a novel thing. This yeah. is only about a month before before COVID shuts everything down, but still back then that was the mentality. It was like, no, I'm Who knows? Gonna... Maybe maybe you had maybe you they, were one of the early they'd booked me. Well, no, no, I'd, I'd been through I'd been through a lot of airports and uh yeah. and uh, they they'd booked uh they'd booked me a flight to Myrtle Beach. They, you know, you know, I I, I rode with the team and uh over the course of like that morning and between landing, between waking up and landing in Myrtle Beach, I started to just feel awful, and basically secluded myself and put myself on vocal rest because I could feel <coughs> the voice starting to go. Mm-hmm. The next night, I had to call as my symptoms get worse. I had to call the highest scoring game that these like in the history of the league. That was the game where the girl scored fifty points. Oh wow! And uh, it was like yeah, that's well, tough. Well, I mean, because it's hard to to keep yourself from from stressing and pushing it even more 
Um, I, I don't get sick very often. Uh, at least I haven't. Uh, I, I have I have had the hoarseness hit me a couple of times. The worst one that I can recall wasn't a ball game. It was in Montgomery, and Jim was off doing something somewhere, and I had to do I had to do the two hours. Oh, powering of, through of, a sport. yeah, of sports line yeah. by myself with no voice. Yeah, just tough. talking like that it's for the whole show. I felt you know you want to see, you want to see how long you can keep somebody them? somebody tuning in is going. Are we listening to like some phone this is, calls that yeah, we shouldn't be hearing? Yeah, you know, and, it's like I'm some obscene. Well, phone I call. think you get you get accustomed like you get accustomed to people on the radio sounding a certain way, mm-hmm. and then when someone's battling through injury and they're out there like you know doing the Macho Man Randy Savage voice, right? Like it, that's that's oh, not. Man, it's awful. Yeah, it's so. awful when it. Jacob sounds better. Um, Lee Scott's got uh, he, he's got Lee Scott tonight, and uh, he said he's going to let he's going to let his color guy talk more than usual. That's a good idea as well. This is the drive. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you if you can uh, think of something that uh, we can use on the air, that would would uh, I mean oh what for the nickname regular crew big three, uh, some triumvirate uh, yeah it's like well no and, and I have nothing against I have nothing against the regular crew trio nickname either but. Uh, whatever um, yeah what here the, we are what about getting regular out and calling us the crew the crew yeah huh? that, that's true maybe that it's can just because we're not regular yeah you're right about that <laughs> you're right we're the <laughs> irregular crew there you go now we're <laughs> now, now we're now we're getting now yeah we're, we're getting, getting closer. Uh, yeah, this let's see. We are uh, we're going to talk with Coach Don Dunn in the second hour. He and Donna were on their way to um, a wedding north. I don't know exactly. I don't recall exactly where. I, he probably told guys me. guys like. But Don, he'll be yeah. he'll be checking in. We'll, we'll check in with him in the second hour. Fol- folks like Don Dunn who were who were here for the the entirety of the Tuberville era and fans who remember those games. Like that to me, and I know what seven of the last eight Auburn LSU games have been one score. North games. Carolina is where they're headed. Okay, okay. So like you know, th- there have been a lot of very close games in this Auburn LSU series lately. But when I think about Tuberville versus Saban and Tuberville versus Les Miles, right? Like you were mm-hmm. getting, and Don Dunn was on the sideline for all of those games. You were you were getting one score, violent. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, low-scoring football games, and it was, and and usually games that decided who was in contention for the SEC West at the end of the season as well. The 2004 Auburn LSU game, which was a pivotal moment in that season, uh, Cadillac probably remembers that one pretty well too. I I, I would think. Uh, 05 and 05 with the kicks right in uh, in, in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. 06 is the seven to three game. Uh, with with the Brandon Cox quarterback sneak in the in in, in crazy heat, oh um, seven is the game where LSU scores on the last on the last second uh, w- with the thirty one twenty six, wasn't it? I believe you were there. Yeah, oh yeah, I was there. I've been there, there most. Yeah, of you were there for most of these. I have. I, mean, I have. Once, yeah, I mean that there was a stretch during. That's the, one where uh, LSU just needed to kick the field goal, and inexplicably through the pass, which was covered tremendously. And still perfect I pass, think great Gerard, catch. I think Gerard, Gerard was, on, was the, the guy. On, on the coverage? Great coverage. Yeah. It was just great eight. coverage, perfect pass. I mean. Schaub, or no, not Schaub, uh, Flynn. Matt, Matt, yes, uh, that, Matt that was, Flynn. That was Flynn. Was. When they, they, won the, they won the national championship that year in, in, in 2007, eventually, on that, on, that, on that crazy season. But there was a stretch. Uh, even 08, which gets forgotten in this mix because there was, 08 was sort of an underwhelming year for both Auburn and LSU. But even the 2008 game, uh, was a was a uh, back and forth. LSU takes a late lead, 
in in a season where I mean that was what's crazy about 08 is th- those two teams are playing and you feel like you're watching a game between top 10 teams in the moment like it's it's week 2 or week 3 I forget it was very early in the season Auburn and LSU played in 2008 and you thought you were watching a game between two of the best teams in college football and I don't know if like all, that was the year Auburn went 0 and 8 in the, in the conference with uh, or, or 1 and 1 and 7 in, in the conference with uh Maybe two and six. It was that was Tuberville's last year. I think it was it was two and six, right? Yeah. They, but but it was a, a down year for Auburn. Tuberville exits at the end of the season, and LSU di- didn't really have an up year in in two thousand eight uh, either. So you you know it's it's a reminder that things can be, think things can change a lot from the beginning of the season uh, to the uh, t- to the end. But no, Auburn and LSU have played uh, some some classics, and we were talking about that with Justin yesterday. You know, it's sort of the end of this as a yearly series. Uh, but Don Dunn, who we're going to get to talk to later in the show, like he was there for, I mean, some of the some of the most memorable games in the Auburn LSU series. So it'll be fun, not just to preview tomorrow night, oh but no, all, but also no. to talk about sure uh, so, some of those uh, some some of those games that, that, that Don was there. Yeah, for. We, we'd love your thoughts on the matchup tomorrow night. Uh, LSU, a double digit favorite, with uh, you know coming into the game with one of the most prolific offenses in the country, uh, Jaden Daniels. Uh, is is just having a fabulous year, and I, I I've heard a couple of people saying yes, but Auburn shut him down a year ago. I would love to think that Auburn could do that again. I I just don't think that's very likely down there. Last year, I don't think they really even realized what they had. They, in they were they were evolving as an offense yes. over the course of the year. I mean Auburn. Uh, Malik Neighbors was not a proven big time target. I think Boy, Auburn he held, is now. Auburn held Joe Burrow mostly in check in 2008, and then a year later, you know, you have that 20 or 2018, and then and then, in, and then a year later, you have that. Uh, you, you have the the season that LSU's offense has in 19. So I mean, no, I think I think it's a it's promising for Auburn that they've seen this quarterback before and held him to one of the worst games he's played uh, as a college football. Uh, as a as a college foot as a college football player, but like, yeah, I think I think Auburn needs to go in assuming they're going to need points in this yes. one because LSU. Is, I think they are. I think uh, expecting you're going to hold LSU under twenty is. Um, I mean, boy, boy, you'd love that. Gives, it opens up the if window. Auburn can hold them under thirty, then then you then. The de- you feel like the defense plays. Then you've well. got a shot, and the offense needs to step it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would, I would say at the moment, I would be surprised by a thirty-plus point for performance from Auburn tomorrow. Um, That's why I said hold them under thirty, so you can right. hope to try to get around. But, I, but I'm thinking because LSU's given up over thirty-four times. Yeah, and, and this the year. thought of the thought of keeping. Now you've you've held what twenty? You've had 27, 27 points from LSU. Each of the last, for, yeah. yeah, each of the last two. Georgia and A and M both scored yeah. twenty-seven. Um, I, you know, A and M. Uh, did, did did the approach change as as they got ahead twenty to three and you know they, I don't they, know they were still throwing it they, they were, were still, still throwing, throwing it and, Max. and Auburn score Auburn score in that game was on the was on the fumble yeah uh, was on was on the fumble run back by uh, by Asante but they needed to I mean it was it, you know it was twenty to ten and Auburn Auburn had, was driving Auburn, Auburn yeah. drove and <clears throat> took a shot at the end zone Auburn had the <laughs> uh, the Robbie Ashford drive towards mm-hmm. the end of the A and M game where if, if it's you know if that you know could could have been a three point game yeah it would have been uh, twenty late, to seventeen the, yeah late late in the late in the ball game but no I, I would think it, we were, I think we were saying against Georgia right like the the every every point over twenty that that Auburn gives up 
probably decreases the chances yes, that, they're, that they're going to win. If you, if you can keep LSU to if you can keep them twenty four or less, yeah, twenty. Yeah, that's right. Like that to me would be not just a, a, an accomplishment by a defense that you know, considering how LSU has been scoring against everybody else, and that this game is in uh, in Baton Rouge. Uh, but yeah, I think that that feels like maybe it opens the door for Auburn to uh, to 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 find a way to steal this one. I don't know uh, how the Auburn offense is going to play tomorrow. Maybe they can. Uh, you know, you know what it reminded me of, Bill. I think that if I had to look at a game, a blueprint, and this is another one we could talk to Don Dunn about. When Auburn went to the swamp in in seventeen or in, in, in two thousand seven, uh, when Tim Tebow was the quarterback, having that great season he had, but a lot of the offense was sort of Tebow centric. He was the one running the football, uh, and and I wonder if uh, we'll, we'll talk to Don because that's one of the bigger upsets of the last twenty years for Auburn football too, when they won in Gainesville against that heavily favored uh, Urban Meyer team in 2007. And so yeah, may, maybe that's the, you know, do, doing what you can to, uh, to get the quarterback out of rhythm, long, uh, l- long time-consuming drives that end in touchdowns, uh, and, and you hope for maybe a special team's miscue as well, and that could open the door. But, yeah, it does, does seem like Auburn's going to need, uh, you know, th- they're going to need to pitch. They're going to need to pitch really well tomorrow night if they're going to uh, if, if they're going to keep uh, uh, LSU off the board. 334-321-1390 that is the number to get you through to the drive that is the phone number. You can also text the show 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast available however you listen to podcasts. We'd love for you to join in uh, just getting underway did uh, we, we- Okay, we're going to talk with Scott Bagwell. Even though the Auburn High Tigers are off this week, got to get his thoughts on that uh, dramatic win over Opelika last week. We'll get his thoughts also on college football and maybe a thought or two on the Braves, who are done Mm. after last night. The Astros, the only higher seed, the only team that didn't (sighs) play in the wild card that is playing in the championship series, just just a uh, a difficult ending to a great season for the uh, for the Braves. I understand the disappointment, but I mean, you know, the, the, these are these five game series are they they can swing on a little moment uh, here here or there. Yeah, well, you know, if they'd been seven, the Dodgers and Braves still would have just been one win away from one game away from elimination. <clears throat> oh, for so, sure. I mean, you, I mean you neither know. neither one of them, neither one of those National League teams, especially, did anything. Like they had during the season offensively. No, no, and and the uh, and the and the Phillies and the Diamondbacks we said going in were teams that because they had dangerous lineups in their own right and really quality top level pitching staffs like the, you know the, the the front of these staffs were were really dangerous. Phillies bullpen has been great as well of late. Yeah, I thought last I was wondering last night yeah. when. Rob and it's hard for me to call him Rob. You, he was Robbie Thompson when he played, but Rob Thompson might have fired his bullets a little soon by using uh, Alvarado and Kimbrell in the sixth and seventh innings, but it worked out. They, they haven't closed with Strom very often no. in, in baseball games. But that's, no, they haven't. That's He'd a, only had two saves all year. That's a product of going to your high leverage guys earlier than you normally would because it's a must win or, yep. or a, game, a game they felt like was a was a game where you, you get out of rhythm because you need to win it so badly. All right, we will get to our first break. We'll check in with Scott Bagwell on the other side. Stick with us. We're just underway here on the Friday Drive. Easy, quick, 
stress-free. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. It's been sort of a uh, just uh, an overcast, very very fine mist today. I didn't realize that, um, so I, I I I took the day off from the university since it is fall break. There were no classes, and I was going to get some things done outside. I was going to go ahead and put all the Halloween decorations up. I want it to be a little drier before I do that, but I I wanted to like uh, blow the driveway and the and the sidewalk and the, the pool deck and the back porch and stuff like that, but it was just wet. But I, I decided I decided uh, mid-morning, uh, it's not raining. I'll go ahead and go out there and do that. After I'd been outside for about 15 minutes, I realized I'm, I'm really getting damp, and it's not sweat. It's, not a, it's just a fine little mist. And when I got in my car to drive to go get some lunch, it's the kind that, you know, every quarter of a mile, you need to turn your wipers on one time to, to get it clear. So. Or, I'll, or I'll run them at full blast you know, the whole time like I, like <laughs> that, I do. But. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, to each <laughs> his own. But no, it's just, it's been sort of a, a wintry looking, not not extremely cool, but I mean, it's not, not a we've had, bad We've day. had that mist since the uh, since the rain like two days ago. Oh, we had a lot of rain. We had a good bit of rain. Yeah, since, since that downpour a couple days ago. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, it looks nice for the weekend now. Hope everybody has some good weekend plans. Uh, Auburn LSU in Baton Rouge. Auburn High is, uh, has its open date this week after a big win last week in Opelika against the Bulldogs. And we're now going to talk with the voice of the Auburn High Tigers, and that's Scott Bagwell. Scott, how you doing today? Hey, Scott. Good. How are you all doing? Doing pretty good. Looking forward to the, uh, to the weekend. Uh, you know, we were talking about – the university last week, a good time for an open date. I don't think this is a bad time for Auburn High's open date either. No, I think it should be a rule that if you're going to have Opelike and Central back-to-back, there's got to be a bye week in between it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything other than that is just kind of cruel and unusual. Um, but uh, And all, now Auburn also kind of gets to get everything in line for the playoff push after, oh, yeah. uh, after seven straight games. Yeah, well, talk, let's talk a little bit about last week. I mean, what what a wild one. Uh, you know, everything didn't go Auburn's way early on. No, um, it, you know, I don't, it, the ball net didn't necessarily bounce against Auburn, but it was one of those things where every time Auburn had a chance to grab momentum or swing momentum into their favor, it went, uh, Opelika made a play and, uh, you know, Auburn takes a, a lead early or Opelika takes the lead early. Auburn immediately answers Opelika drives down the field to take a lead, um, take back the lead. And then they expanded the lead before halftime. Auburn has a great drive right at the start of the second half. One play touchdown. It just kind of felt like it was going to be one of those games where you thought that if Auburn was ever able to get the lead, they would hang on to it. But Auburn was never able to get the lead until 20 seconds left where they made the uh, the big drive and the big touchdown and um, and we're able to, to uh, escape Bulldog Stadium with a massive, massive win. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how long you lead as long as you lead at the end. Yeah. Um, it, uh, 
it uh, it doesn't matter if if it's if it's a one point win and you only won for uh, and you only led for one second, but um, you know it all counts the same. But uh, what Auburn had to do to to score, get a stop, and then score again in the last seven plus minutes of that game um, uh, really uh, was was just uh, impressive, especially because the defense didn't play as well as as they normally do. Um, you know they gave up big plays, but when they needed a three and out, they got it. Uh, an offense that really hadn't been able to throw the ball well uh, since uh, the quarterback injury, able to come up with some big passes and some big plays from the quarterback position, and um, you know that's that's as good as Auburn highest played, especially offensively all year long. Yeah, and I, I just get the feeling you're you're seeing some uh, some kids really really growing uh, that that. Yeah. Given they've been given the opportunity because they had to, and they've really taken advantage. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, to single out two uh, people in particular, Jackson Mills and Davis Smith, the two safeties for Auburn. Uh, they uh, they struggled in the spring game, but uh, as as all the coaches said, look, we're going to get them in the summer. We're going to work, and we're going to work, and we're going to work. And and those kids did what they've done um, since they were in eighth grade, and even before, and, and they went to work as well, and they have been. So good uh, in the back uh, part of that secondary, making big plays uh, in the pass game, in the run game. Uh, uh, Jackson uh, with with a couple of big punt returns, and not necessarily yardage, but it's saving yardage. And uh, those two seniors have waited their turn. They waited for the opportunity, and uh, when they got their opportunity so far this year, they have played very, very well. Scott, what is the um, what's the postseason picture uh, look look like in well, the region? Now Auburn is in the hunt for a region championship. If Auburn's able to upset Central, mm-hmm. the number one team in the state, upset Central next week, Auburn's in the driver's seat for um, Auburn's in the driver's seat for the one seat. Now, if they lose to Central and win out, and Opelika wins out, Auburn will be the two, and Opelika looking like they will be the three. Yeah, and of course um, Auburn's got Central at home. It's been a tough. It's been a tough year as far as. You know, being on the road so much, but you get Central at home now in this situation. Yeah, Auburn and Opelika actually both have four home games this year. Uh, had to go on the road, uh, out of region, uh, Auburn at Hoover, and then at Ramsey. Opelika played Thompson in the Champions Challenge in Montgomery mm-hmm. and then right. had to go down to Theodore. It's just the way that the schedule works out with trying to fill up here in in um, in this region that has it's the plus one. Auburn for a while has dealt with a minus one in region play, but now they have more than most teams across the state. So it just creates scheduling, uh, makes scheduling a, a big, big problem. Who's central uh, got tonight, Scott? Uh, honestly, uh, Auburn took the off week. So I took the off week as well. Haven't even looked. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's fine. We'll, we'll talk central. We'll talk central next week. I, just... I know they've <laughs> already beat, they beat Dothan last week. They've already played enterprise, um, uh, I, I just believe. was wondering my, if they, my sources say that um, uh, Central is at Percy Julian tomorrow night. Okay. So well, that be, that means they threw the short end of the stick and got uh, or no, 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 tomorrow on the weekend. Tomorrow at eleven a.m. Sorry, so tomorrow tomorrow morning, uh, Central will be playing at Percy Julian. Um, there you go. So th- they'll be they'll be undefeated at number one in the state, rolling mm-hmm. into Duck Sanford Stadium next week. That's great. Yeah, and again, we'll get into that. Want to get your thoughts though on uh, on the uh, the University Tigers as they head to Baton Rouge to take on a an explosive LSU team. Bill, do you think there's any way Auburn can win a game with less than 100 passing yards? Now? Oh, absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. I think they need to be at least 150, probably around 200 against LSU. I thought you were just going to say, Scott, do you think there's any way Auburn can win? Yeah, against this LSU offense in Tiger Stadium. I've seen this series enough times to know that, yeah, there's a way Auburn can win because I've seen seen worse teams – I felt win in this series. Or we've seen games where Auburn looked to be overmatched. You know, I've, I've been refer- we're going to talk to Don Dunn uh, next hour, and I'm going to refer to some of these Auburn LSU games during the the Tuberville era, where I mean Auburn came in, you know, you think oh seven right, like the Auburn offense had struggled, LSU was on their way to a national championship, and Auburn went punch for punch. That was one of the better games Brandon Cox ever played. So we've seen. Some, some odd things happen. Even more recently, I mean, these games have been really close lately, uh, but you, you can only rely on history so much, especially with rosters changing uh, the, the, the way they change nowadays, Scott. And Auburn, although I thought they took some steps forward offensively from A&M to Georgia, that's also going from on the road to at home. Now you're taking that show on the road. Yeah, I, I thought the offense looked a lot better going from A&M to the Georgia game. Um, but Auburn's going to have to score. Uh, I would borderline say Auburn's probably going to have to score 28, 30 points to win the game, and that's mm-hmm. not a knock on Auburn's defense. That is how good LSU's offense is. That's really holding LSU down. If 28, if yes. 28 can beat them, you've done a tremendous job defensively, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously the passing game has been a talk because Auburn hasn't thrown for 100 yards. I don't even remember the last time Auburn did it against a Power 5 team. But I think for Auburn to win, it's going to have to be kind of the old school, run the ball well, going to have to throw the ball well, probably as 150 to 200. But Auburn, I think, needs to shorten the game and get some turnovers. And I'm not saying Auburn, you know, has no chance. But Auburn's going to have to play very, very well. I think they're going to have to play clean. They can't turn the ball over. They need to get some turnovers. I think they need to hit Dave, uh, Daniels. Uh, he's been hit a lot. And this is a lot yeah, of games has. in a row for them. Mm-hmm. So, this is their seventh you know, straight game. That's right. And fifth straight so conference game. Yeah, The line of scrimmage, I think, has to be a break-even point for Auburn, if not a win. Because this, you're, you're not going to get often going down to LSU with, with just the schedule kind of breaking your way as far as coming off of an off week and them coming into so many games in a row. That That's a benefit for Auburn on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also – Need to play well early. Did play well against A&M early. Did play well against Cal early. And, uh, you know, it just kind of felt like that weird game the rest of the way. And then against Georgia, Auburn plays well in the first quarter, and then they're in it the whole time. Yeah. Um, Scott, run the ball, I, I wonder. Run the ball over and stay in it early. I wonder if Auburn needs to, like, I, I wonder if Auburn needs to sort of force LSU, like dare LSU to beat them with players other than Daniels. Like, I don't know if there's a, you know, it's not like there's a, a, a great, it's not, not a great strategy. You're right, but you sort of, I mean, dare dare them to dare them to hand it off. They've uh, been running it a lot more lately. Diggs has gotten the ball. I think I think in, in the last five games, he's gotten more carries in each of the five, and he was in the mid-20s last it's week. There's not a good idea, right, for the, for, hey, a def- for, for an offense like LSU. Dan, uh, do you think any defense in 2010 said, hey, we're going to try to make somebody not named Cam Newton Yeah, beat that's up right. He's, he's, yeah, that's matter? true. He's a superstar. And when you have a superstar, yeah, uh, LSU is familiar with having superstars at quarterback. And teams teams struggled to stop them if memory serves the last time they had a, uh, the last time they had a guy putting up numbers like this it, at the position. It, that The quarterback position, when you've got a guy, a special player at quarterback, it changes everything. Running back is one thing. Receiver's another. You can kind of sort of scheme or something. 
when it's in their hand every single snap. And they can throw it or run it or and, and make, make things happen when, when the defense wins, but that guy can still make a play. It's so different. And LSU has one of those guys right now. Mm-hmm. See, it seems like there's a ton. We were talking about it with Ferguson yesterday. There's a ton of pressure for any defense against LSU. Uh, uh, Jaden Daniels' numbers against the Blitz as a passer are crazy. And so there's a ton of pressure on your front four to, to produce yeah. and, and what, whatever you can do. With Auburn against Joe Burrow, it was a front three because they had Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson playing at a high level in, in 2019. And so they could go with just, you know, that was that, that 3 one seven. That they that they ran with for a lot of that that 2019 game, I don't know if they've got the personnel to attempt something like that. But you do wonder if it's, you want as much speed as possible on the field against an offense like LSU. Yeah, you blitz to get the ball out of Daniel's hands, but then you're also leaving one one against good receivers. Very good receivers, yes. So that that's the whole. So and then if you plot to try to play zone, you got to get to him, and, and then he can pull it down. And the thing with the 19 game that you just referenced, I think if Auburn plays LSU later in the year, that game's completely different because I think LSU just lines up and tries to run the ball as opposed to trying to drop back so much. Um, but, yeah, it, I think the D-line's got to win. they got to win a lot. They, if Auburn's going to have to play games and, and bring more than four to try to get to them, uh, it, it could be a long night. Especially because Auburn's still banged up in the back four. Yeah, what what Auburn has to win is their offensive line has to win. Auburn's yep. got to be able to sustain, keep the ball away, and cash in when when they get opportunities. Yeah, and and uh, again, uh, find somebody to use that forward pass to. Um, we've seen some guys kind of you know have opportunities to make plays and have it. Um, you know, to win on the road in the SEC, you got to make tough catches. We saw Georgia do it a couple of weeks ago uh, in Brock Bowers. Uh, we've seen other other teams do it at Durden Hare Stadium, uh, and we've seen Auburn do it on the road at times. But um, in today's day and age, in today's game, to win on the road, you got to have a receiver go up and make some tough catches, and uh, in one on one situations. Scott, good talking to you, man. Uh, enjoy the. Uh... The weekend off, and yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk next week about that huge matchup with Central. Yeah, should be should be a whole lot of fun at the Doug uh, top five matchup brewing next week. Looking forward to it. Have a good weekend, Scott. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in three three four three two one thirteen ninety as we continue here with the Friday Drive. Coming up on twenty minutes away from five o'clock. And let's get to the uh, phones and Tex is up first down in Baton Rouge. Hey, Tex. Hey, guys. Bill, your name came up today. I was on with Jimmy Ott, Charles Hannigriff, and Richard Dixon. Oh, yeah. On 104.5 here in Baton Rouge, ESPN. And immediately, Jimmy looked at me and goes, wait, we didn't get Bill on this year. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> As you say that, it's like, yeah, we usually do do that and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh so uh, I heard Spectre call in and want to know what I think is going to happen on Saturday night. All right. So here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, they're going to play a five-man front, and they are going to play with two linebackers, and they are going to play man on the outside until we prove against them that we can throw the football. Yeah. I mean, they have struggled at corner, but Auburn has struggled at least as much at receiver, getting open and creating – 
and creating offensively. So I would absolutely think that's what they, you know, they'd be crazy not to do that. And they have no fear of you scoring because they feel like as the game goes on, sooner or later they'll get a couple stops or a turnover or two, and they'll score just enough to win. That That's going to be their game plan. They're going to outscore you. I think uh, no respect uh, to the previous caller, but if, if we have to get to 30 to win, ooh, it's going to be tough. I think. Oh, I agree. I agree. But, I mean, it's Unless, it, thinking, thinking of holding LSU I mean, to – uh, twenty-four or less is. is we've is, is, we've is, seen, you know, we've we've seen Auburn play. We've seen Auburn play eight quarters on the road against Power Five teams this year, right? Cal and Texas A and M, and the results offensively did not lead you to believe this team was going to score thirty anytime soon against. Uh, now they've now since you know they since the A and M game, you, you know, you thought maybe some some progress against Georgia, although still not showing up with the. Uh, with, with the with the passing yard stat, but no, I I think uh, it, this is you know what you were just saying, Tex. Like Auburn Auburn secondary has to show tremendous respect to the LSU receivers because they can take you deep on virtually any play. And I mean Malik Neighbors could be the first receiver drafted in the NFL draft next year. Well, and expecting Auburn to score thirty when. In those two road games that Auburn's played, they've scored a combined total of twenty-four with a defensive fumble yes. run back for a you know, for a touchdown. <laughs> That's right in in that mix of so seventeen points from your offense in that game. And the uh, I, I think yeah, Auburn has to show tremendous respect to the LSU receivers. I wonder how LSU's secondary plays Auburn's receivers. Right? Like, do, do they do they just feel like all right, let's keep it all in front of us? These no, they're going to play them tight, and take chances, and think yep. they can come up with some picks. Yep. And I would tell you, not only do they have to, uh, does, does Auburn uh, have to respect their receivers, more than that is the ability for Daniels to move his feet enough to create time oh, and yeah. not take off until it's there's nothing there and letting a guy come open. It's difficult. I think Bill said it. If you got to cover for six to eight seconds, it's pretty, it's pretty tough. And so uh, the ability that Daniels has shown – to run when he's supposed to run and throw when he has the open receiver has been really strong. Uh, I think we got to get after him. I did hear today that he he does have some sore ribs. Oh, I'm sure so he takes some uh, he takes I, some big hits. I was I mean, really surprised that he was able to come back, especially as quickly as he did against Missouri. Uh, Nuss, Nussmeyer won't run as much, but Nussmeyer can throw the football too. Just. Mm-hmm. You, just so you, know. you don't want you, you know you you don't want your quarterback you don't want people saying like oh he he he's uh he, he's too invested in uh you know self self protection and he shies away from contact too often you also don't want your quarterback get, getting you know uh, on on the other side of that spectrum uh, where, where it's a, it's an injury risk but Daniels I mean he is fearless on the field for a guy who yeah is is uh, is outweighed by a lot of the guys that are tackling him on on the other side. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. I I I've never gone into an Auburn game thinking that we won't win. So, Spectre, I think we win. How is the issue? Yeah. And we have certain things. There's much uh, there's many more things that we have to take care of in this game than we have in any of the others. And by the way, Cal's defense and Texas A&M's defense is way better. Oh no, you're LSU. right there. You're absolutely so, right there. It's wild to think and, and that, we'll, you know they're playing they're playing better defense in Berkeley 
than they are in Baton Rouge these days. But you're right, Tex. I mean, the, the evidence the evidence yes. is there on the field. Yes. And one last thing is, I, I told Bill this a little while ago, uh, there's been an awful lot of LSU people asking if I know anybody that wants tickets. It's really interesting. Good, so, good. Maybe they've got other things to do. They, they, uh, you know, want to, want to. They're tired of these night games. You know, they, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. games, games, start, yeah. games starting too late. You know, they yeah. want it to be at two thirty. So, and by the way, some weird, weird things happen in both of our stadiums. Oh, you're uh, right there. Uh, me and me and Richard Dixon were talking today, and he brought up. The, I brought up the the game in two thousand and five when the game tying field goal in overtime was going to the south end zone and when when we kicked it it went completely quiet in the stage in the stadium and you could actually hear the ball hit the upright the ding the thud the, you know just yeah you're right sound. you're right and tech scott and i were on the top row on the 50 yard line and we could hear it yeah. and couldn't believe that that's so, what we'd just seen and that the game was over and the eruption that after that happened after that you couldn't hear anything but uh so that was kicking into the end zone where we were, and it just it it, it still it looked like it was good until it hit the. We're gonna talk to yeah. we're gonna so. talk to Don Dunn next hour. We'll see if he can that hear was, it. That was that yeah, that that's the, the that, that's the time we decided to drive home after the game and couldn't get out of the parking lot until about one o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Well, you weren't the only one that was supposed to stay at the house and didn't come that day. Yeah, well, and I and I imagine for LSU folks who made the trip in 04, we, Yeah, little you as as the reigning national champion, they made the trip to Auburn in 04 and watched as their team, you know, could couldn't muster very many points at all. There was that the the, the play that stands out from the 04. Well, there's the, the game tying. There's the, the, the go ahead touchdown to Taylor at the end, but the the pass, the screen pass that is nearly intercepted by an LSU defensive oh, back should have been Webster mm-hmm. maybe. I want to say it was Corey That's Webster right. and Cadillac wrestles it away. And if it's if that's an interception. On a little flare to Cadillac, that ball's run back, and it's yeah. and and there's no there's no fourth quarter to speak of. Instead, uh, you know Auburn. Yeah, LSU's to, at least won more at Auburn since then, and that Auburn has down in Baton Rouge. We sure, did, we sure didn't know getting out of there, getting out of there at uh, and getting home at seven o'clock in the morning in 05 that it was going to be you know yeah. sixteen years before Auburn won down there again. Hey, by the way, just something else. Statistic that came out today while we were talking. LSU has won more in Tuscaloosa than they have in Auburn. Wow. Well, that's right, because LSU never beats Alabama down there. They they beat Alabama more in Tuscaloosa (laughs) than they than they have been in Baton Rouge. So it, that was an interesting stat to me. And, and of course, I just chimed in. And I said, I love every one of those times you beat them in Tuscaloosa. So, uh, anyway. All right. Hey, let's bring one home. Uh, I, one of the big hosts down here said he's on right now from three to six. And Matt Moscone is his name. And you hear him sometimes oh, on yeah. Fine Bomb. So, so, Matt said, Auburn's going to beat somebody sometime. And well, that's a bold prediction. Said, well, no. So let's let's just y'all just do it in the. He means somebody. Big. I know, I know what he means, but that that's that sounds so funny. He, they said y'all just win the Iron Bowl and let us win tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to win them both. I, I do. You know, and something we haven't talked about, Tex, is if this game is close in the fourth quarter, like if Auburn's in position uh, with a with a slight lead, or if they're if they're trailing by enough that you, you feel like they could they get tired or take the lead. 
it's still a question of does Auburn have the depth in the fourth quarter True. To, yeah. hang with the, to hang with good teams in the SEC. Something we haven't really talked about this week, Auburn may have the advantage in, in special teams, and we yep. really haven't talked about that at all. Uh, that's come up. They brought up Coy Moore and his ability to return kicks. So he was a really good punt returner for LSU. So I hope he has a great night is, in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Well, uh, and the other thing is, is our team this week has seven more days worth of rest mm-hmm. compared to the other games that they played. That's right. And so that wasn't depth, a walkover. That may turn up a little bit. The Missouri game was not a let's put our let's put our backups in for the second half and let our starters, uh, you know, start 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 recovering early. They were in. Yep. They, I mean, they were in a battle well into the fourth quarter against Missouri last week. Well, did Missouri have the ball with the last chance, and they they picked off a pass? Yeah, yeah, it was forty two thirty nine. Missouri got the ball back. Yep. Yep. So. All right, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Tex. I hope uh, on on Monday I can call and say we won. Yeah, I hope you have a great weekend, Tex. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Come on in and join us here on the Friday Drive. Attention large. AU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final few minutes of hour number one of the Friday Drive with Bill and Dan. Drew at the controls and back to the phones we go. And Spectre is up next. Hey, Spectre. Hey, guys. I'm glad to see Tex call back in and get on board. Uh, I guess uh, he and I are about the only ones that are picking Auburn to win. It, uh, that being said, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a close game. I'm picking like 27-24. Yeah, it's usually, it usually yeah. is close. I mean, quite frankly, I mean – um, the last time either one of these teams won going away, it was Auburn. And the longer, you know, the longer this thing stays close, Tex, the more I'll believe, you know, we might see some. Inspector, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, the, the longer this thing stays close, like the, uh, you know, the, the more I'll believe that, that Hugh Freeze can pull off another upset. He's done it before in, uh, in, in his coaching career, and Auburn has won some games that people didn't think Auburn was going to win uh, before. So, so, yeah, I think it's, uh, it just, it, it's a matter of weathering if there's an early storm from LSU. Right, like if they come out scoring on offense and and shutting Auburn down, that that's when you know that that's when you'd start to waver. Like if if, if LSU, you know what I mean? Like if, if LSU is productive early, that's oh, if they jump all over yeah. Auburn, yeah. But I'm really really interested to see if Auburn looks different offensively. I mean, I don't expect drastic things, but you know, do they, do they have some things that they they feel like that they should be doing more and and will work against LSU. I mean, you hope so. They've had that extra week. So, you know, hopefully they've they found a couple of things that uh, that that they feel like everybody can handle. The quarterback, the receivers, the line, you know. I'd love to see Jarquez get going, right? I mean, oh, yeah, it hasn't, right. hasn't necessarily he hasn't been, had a huge game. Hasn't been the kind of season I think folks were, were, were hoping for him and, and then Brian Batie. Uh, could could he have a larger role in the offense after the the way he's played the last couple of games? Well, you know, uh, like I was telling T Bone earlier, you know, it's been a year, but you know, a lot of things can change in a year, and it looks like uh, Daniels has improved some. But oh, I he's think improved defense, tremendously. Yeah, I think our defense can still hold him in check, and you know, they were ten and four last year, and so you know, you know what kind of year we had last year. And we did that. And Auburn we had did the, that. you know, Auburn had that. Sadly, for the last couple of years, Auburn would get off and 
uh, to a decent start, and you think, oh, this team's going to be pretty good, and then it it didn't. Uh, LSU last year, and we talked, we mentioned it a little while ago. I don't think they they realized what they had or how things would fit with Jaden Daniels. He wasn't the typical Brian Kelly kind of quarterback, but they figured it out and they've gotten a lot better. I I hope it's uh, yeah, I hope it's one. Well, actually, I hope that Auburn wins it going away. But I mean, what you what you hope is that LSU doesn't jump out big early. Well, adios, amigos. Appreciate it, Spectre. Have a good weekend. Good stuff, Spectre. Appreciate it. Yeah, the music means we're halfway done. And Don Dunn will join us in hour number two. But you can as well, so stick with us. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in. Hour number two of the Friday Drive with Bill and Dan. Drew at the controls. Love for you to join in. Here on the the eve of the, no longer be able to say this after this year, the annual Auburn LSU football game. Ah. And is is there something Nick Saban last night on on his coach's call-in show mentioned the eight-game SEC schedule, how the, the other seven, he said, games will be handled so you remember Hugh Freeze had sort of said and then came back and said oh I I don't know anything about it but this is the second time we've had a coach Auburn and Alabama coaches have more than hinted that the SEC schedule is going to be that one seven model which means an eight game schedule and that would mean the Auburn Georgia series would no longer be played every year. We know Auburn LSU is not going to be played every year. It's not going to be played next year. We know the 24 schedule. Yes. Um, we don't know anything about the the league's plans after 24, except that at the moment there is not a distribution deal for a ninth, uh, a ninth conference game. No uh, extra ninth, money, no yeah. extra game. And so the league is reluctant without a commitment from somebody to – it sounds like the league's reluctant without a commitment from somebody to go – uh, to, to, to add an extra week of, uh, of of conference games to the schedule. Things could change when Texas and Oklahoma arrive oh. and they are given a full vote right. in, the, uh, I in, wonder, in this conversation. I wonder if this might be something that the conference would like the word to be out there and for ESPN to be hearing, it's going to be an eight-game schedule. We're not giving you a ninth game. Oh, I don't think you there's wanna... an expe- I don't think there's an expectation that ESPN would get it without paying for it. Like, no, I, I no, but I mean this this way to to get the groundswell for people that don't want to lose the Alabama Tennessee, the Auburn Georgia game. Uh, what what are some other ones? You, Texas wouldn't be able to play Texas A and M and Oklahoma. So I mean, if fans want to see those games on a yearly basis, you've got to go to a nine game schedule and to go to a nine game schedule. ESPN's got to pony up. And to me, the difference between eight and nine. Isn't as imp- like, well, no, it's it's to no. I mean, well, it's one game, but it's also. I, I wasn't even going to say no, it. but it's also, but it's also like if we were talking about replacing 
uh, you know, eight games or nine games and increasing the number of out-of-conference games against major conference teams. Like, I'd, I'd be fine with sticking with eight if everyone in the league was going to play two out-of-conference games against major you'd conference rather opponents. Do, you'd rather do that than keep rivalries? Keep some rivalries? I don't know if I'd rather do it. It's the way I would be okay with eight. Okay. Yeah, if, if, if you're going to stick with eight, then you need to be playing two games, at least one of them away from home, every year against major conference opposition. That would be my stance on it. And everyone in the league. And, and there's teams in the league already that are playing one game against uh, an ACC, sure. South rival. Carolina, Georgia wouldn't be wouldn't you know, be too difficult. Florida to, wouldn't be too difficult for them that. to add Kentucky. another one to it. Georgia's already been pretty ambitious about you know who they're scheduling on top of Georgia Tech uh, in, in the future. But yeah, I think everyone in the I mean that would that would be my hope at least because what I don't want Bill is eight conference games and three mismatches at a conference every year as teams look to just sort of pad. Uh, pad the schedule with safe wins. Like I, I would hope that that's not what we're looking at. Is is oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna stick with eight and we're gonna we're gonna book at least three highly winnable out of conference games every year that that aren't fun to watch that that aren't uh, as as fun. You're to gonna watch, see some teams that absolutely will do that unless right. it's mandated by the commission. And that's where that I would don't. I would like to see the league say yeah you know what we're sticking with eight but play two out of conference games against quality opponents. Yeah maybe. Maybe if they do that and then the commissioner could come back and say, but if we play nine, I'll let you do whatever. Yeah, and I don't, I don't mind. Um, then you, know, you might get to nine yeah. quicker. But, I mean, again, it's still going to – it still should be more money for playing that extra conference. Yeah, from somebody. And, and that's the yes. question of, you know, with, especially as, you know, sort of rights fees uh, deals get murkier. Uh, moving into the, uh, into the decade and of cable landscape and all that stuff. We had the ESPN uh, – uh, Lockout earlier this uh, earlier mm-hmm. this season with, uh, with with Charter Spectrum. So yeah, I think that's something else to to, to watch for is whether or not there's a uh, whether or not the SEC's partners are with them on a ninth conference game. But you're right at the moment. I mean, we know Auburn LSU is not on the schedule next year, right? Uh, and uh, there's a there's reason to believe that unless things change, you know, Auburn Georgia might not be on the schedule in 25. Again, the the worst case scenario is you could go two years without playing any other team in the SEC because even if you go if with an eight-game schedule, uh, I'd sort of like to see it rotate where you played everybody every other year, you know, uh, instead of doing home and away, do one team at home, another team away, then that first team, you know, where you're rotating, where you're rotating. But the worst-case situation would be if you're – if you're uh, if your one opponent is Alabama, then you're playing LSU. You might get two years. You might have two straight years where you don't play them, but then you'd play them two straight. You know years. what I? You know what I want, Bill. And you're going to hate this idea. You're going to hate it. I'm going to say it anyway. They're not doing this. Nobody is adver- Nobody is advocating for this except me. If they're sticking with eight, if they're sticking with eight, keep divisions. Well, they've already said they're not. I know. I know. Keep divisions. Auburn and Alabama to the east, Missouri to the west. You play seven division games and an SEC championship. Or you play seven division games and one and one cross rival every year, and those are your eight conference games. Well, what would happen is if they did something like that, Auburn would move to the east. Alabama would be their cross rival. The no, west. Auburn, Alabama's coming with Alabama's coming with Auburn to the east. But I wouldn't think. They but, would. I'm just, no, but for that's my that's my scenario. Is that so? So your west would be 
Texas. Missouri, Missouri should be in the West. Yeah, well, Missouri's coming to the West, and Auburn and Alabama are going to the East. And so you'd send – it would be it'd be Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, A&M, LSU, Missouri, and the Mississippi schools would be your West. Who would you think would be Auburn's every year opponent in the West? I mean, again, it's A&M. not going to happen. If if LSU's if LSU's playing if LSU's playing Alabama, I would think LSU and Alabama would maybe A and M maybe Ole Miss, depending on what you're doing there. Like I I I don't know. I mean because because Ole Miss doesn't have an obvious. It's funny though. I mean, you you'd be tempted to keep Florida and LSU. You could although if may, but I imagine there'd be some push for. I know. Well, well maybe yeah. Maybe, you know what? Maybe Texas and uh. Maybe and that's Texas one of the reasons Oklahoma. they're not going to divisions. Wait, maybe folks. maybe well no because you got but because you also you can't play all those teams. You then. also have to find a you'd have to find a cross division opponent for Texas and Oklahoma. So maybe that's See, where. I, I and again yeah I'm not a fan of that at all because yeah. I want to play everybody. I that's like what, that's what we, I you like get the that. the how much more fair it is for everyone to be playing. Every team in the league at least twice over four years. The, because the, the way you're yeah. talking, you'd never. No, there's none. You'd never play those it, other you would, teams you, it would be unless static. you got in a championship game. It would, be, it would be static on an eight-game schedule. You would play the same eight teams in conference every year, the, the seven from your division and the one cross feel like you ought to be your own conference almost it's, if you're doing well, that's that. What, but, but if you're going to have a 16-team league with eight conference games, you might as well just acknowledge seen, that you're, but you're the way conferences. Gonna, but the way it's set up now – Everybody at least you play everybody half the time at least you're playing, so I I, I like that, you know. Oh, with a one seven yeah, seven, yeah, one seven or, seven, or, seven, or yeah. a three six, you know, yeah. one seven for an eight game, three six for a for a nine game. I wouldn't oppose a one seven. It just it and feels if you like want to go to ten, then you do a five five. But the middle ground of like like the 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 scenario I put out there had you're you're playing the same eight teams. One seven is one and seven to like you know what I mean like that's so much change from one year to the other. Maybe that's maybe that's okay. That you got seven new teams on your schedule than you know. Than, yeah, than but it's before. it's team. Yeah, well, see the way I'm talking about it is wow, you play this one team and these seven, and the next year you're playing seven new ones. Yeah, seven new ones. Yeah, but then you go back to the first seven, then the other seven, and you're play- But uh, the way I would see it's going to be is you're going to play. You're going to you're going to sort of. I think they might even be able to rotate them. Um. Taking the twenty-four schedule and then adjusting it a little bit. You know, I don't. From that I don't thing. hate. I don't hate divisions as much as everyone else does in co- in college football. Like I know, I there are I do. there are upsides and downsides. I do. I mean, it sucks when you're in the in the best division. In the yeah, when you're in the when best you're division, in, that, in the toughest division. To be and, the second, the and it's se- not yeah. like it's not like most other sports. It's getting there, but it's not like most other sports where you can be like the Phillies and finish sixteen games yeah. out, and now you're playing for the title, because. In the playoffs, not that many teams are going to get in to college, into the college football playoffs. Although there's probably room for, there's probably room for the third best SEC team, right? In in a in a twelve team playoff, you would think. Yeah. Where it's where there's so, and that could be you could be the second team in one of the two divisions. Yeah, but you're not getting multiple wild cards. You're like probably you do, no, no, like you it, do in 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 football, Phillies, and, and baseball, Phillies, Diamondbacks. What are you thinking? Uh, I think the Phillies. Yeah. I mean that's that's it's. I think you got a really good chance of a repeat of last year's series. I thought Philly looked like on paper. I mean, we said they were probably at worst the fifth best team in the National League going into the season. You know, depending on how you viewed the Mets and the Padres and the Dodgers. By and the, the end of the year, they were the third best team. Yeah, in the National and League. and the and the lineup is the lineup's dangerous. The starting pitching has yep. held up. A lot of it depends on the difference. Deep between, bullpen. The difference between what you are on paper. Uh, going into the season and what team what your team actually looks like when the playoffs start 
is where Philly, like, if you, if you had Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola unavailable, this Phillies team would be a different, oh, yeah. <laughs> a different situation. But they've got their best players are available and playing well, and – uh, and and they they were able to they were able to outplay the Braves, which you know people didn't think was going to happen in, uh, in in the postseason this year. Happened two straight years now. Yep. All right, um, we're we're approaching our first break. We're going to check in with Don Dunn here in uh, in a couple of minutes. Get his thoughts on the Auburn LSU series. As you said earlier, Dan, he's been there on the sidelines of quite a few of these. Some some of those memorable ones. There have been so many in this series. It's, it's, it's been a couple of years since there's been, like, one that gets named. About time for another one of those, don't oh, you Oh, yeah? Think? Oh, an- another one with a, with a name to it? Yeah. yeah, the earthquake game, the whistle game, the, the, uh, the barn burning. I mean, you know, something like that. Let's uh, – uh, the, we- uh, the Cam Heisman run was one that people have uh, – Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's one people have a, a pretty fond memory of. I mean, I, mean, I, I know LSU on social was – Because uh, everybody knew how fast Patrick Peterson was. And he didn't catch Cam. And and the the LSU comeback in seventeen with Auburn up twenty uh, in in that game yeah. and looking like they were going to end the streak. That's I believe one of the I believe that's one of the bigger comebacks in like SEC play for LSU ever. I don't know how yeah, many I times. Think it is. I don't know how many times they've trailed by twenty in a game and come back and won that game. And I know they were sharing uh, sharing clips on social of uh, of of that game. The the punt return, uh, uh, Chark. Right with the uh, with with that punt return towards yeah. the end of the first half that that, that uh, shook up uh, shook up that game. All right, we'll get to our first break, our weekly visit with Coach Don Dunn coming up. Stick with us here on the Friday Drive. Drive the drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. To the Friday Drive, Bill and Dan with Drew at the controls here. And, uh, yes, every every Friday afternoon, we're pleased to be joined by a former Auburn defensive coach, Don Dunn. Yes, we, we, call, him, we call him the pit boss uh, as, as we, as we uh, welcome him in. He and, uh, he and his better half, Donna, up in uh, North Carolina, who's getting married? Uh, good friends of ours, uh, Bill and uh, the daughter. Well, We've it's about time. Her, uh, oh, no, it's their daughter. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> But uh, a good friends of ours from the Miami area, we've known them forever, and uh, they picked up. We're up near Cullowee in Sylvan, North Carolina. Oh, okay. The home, the home of Jimmy Streeter, the quarterback in Tennessee. Oh, yes, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. He was he was a great quarterback. I saw the yeah the the area code there that you've got is the same area code. My sister lives in Black Mountain, so I'm okay. I, I yeah, see we're the, not see far. The area code. We're not yeah. far. Yeah, beautiful. The leaves are changing, but. Uh, Hopefully, I won't lose you. I'm up kind of in the mountains, as you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're right. It is beautiful this time of year. It's, I've, I've been up before to, it gets uh, too cold too. I've been up to Boone. Yeah. I've been up to Boone a couple of times with the uh, with, with the Troy women's basketball team, and and yeah, that is that is some uh, some gorgeous country uh, on on that side of North Carolina, coach. But but you're right. The mountains not always the most conducive to a phone interview. I I think you sound great now. Uh, so, so I think we'll be able to. I think we'll be able to power through. We've been talking about. Uh, the the LSU series and not just tomorrow night's game, but I mean with with this being the last one slated to be 
uh, on the schedule every year uh, for, for the foreseeable future. It's, it, it's uh, we, We've been looking back on the rivalry these last, I mean, what, 30 years? It's been a yearly thing yes. since, since division play? Right. It, did, it's, it only started being an every year deal in 92. But, so, but yeah, when, so this when, is like the 32nd straight. When Coach Dunn wow. was on the on the sideline there in the, in the Tuberville area, I feel like those games every year you'd get. Oh man, those are critical games. A, a, a classic that had a lot to do with who won the SEC West, Coach. For sure, you know we went down there. I think our second year, or maybe our first year, our first year, first year, and we just thrashed ninety nine. Yep, forty. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, unfortunately, uh, some knuckleheads got out there with cigars, and you know the end of that story. But uh, hey, LSU they, fans are still they, yeah, they no. are still hot about that. I didn't think we were going to get out of there that that next time we went down there. But anyway, uh, then we had the great game at home where uh, on the extra point they jumped on the center's back. I think that was 0-4 when we were undefeated. Mm-hmm. And we beat them by maybe one point. 10-9, yep. Yeah, another one of those great games. Right, Dan. Those high-scoring games. Coach, you know, you know that that uh, that oh four game. Um, that that to me is one of the loudest. Uh, that that's that's as loud as Jordan Hare Stadium. You know, second second half of that game, it was like playing football on a lawnmower. And and the the, the play I referenced earlier in the game was the uh, the, the the Cadillac near nearly a pick six. Right there's there's a yeah. play in that game where where Corey Webster, I want to say it was Corey Webster, was a defensive back for LSU, jumps. A pass from from Jason to Cadillac, and and Cadillac wrestles it away, and probably yes. saves Auburn's chances of winning the football game. Uh, no doubt, uh, and uh, that was a heck of a game. It was a great game. Uh, always good games. Um, I'm excited. I think we've got a great chance. I think the open date definitely helped us. Uh, talking to some of my buddies over there, you know, they've spent a lot of time with the wide receivers and quarterbacks. Uh, Doing their self, you know, self scout on offense and defense. Uh, got some good rest. Did a great job recruiting. Very impressed with uh, the fact that Coach Freeze had everybody called the players' parents. I thought that was one of the best ideas I've ever heard in coaching. Yeah. And just to keep them in the loop and uh, show them that they care. And uh, a lot of good things. A lot of positive things. Uh, even from the Georgia game. And. Watching LSU last week, man, I tell you, their defense, I'm shocked. So hopefully they didn't get much of that corrected. We can go down and run the ball and get our passing game going. Yeah, one thing, this is, uh, you're right, they haven't had any time to. They've tried a lot of different things. They've gone from an even to uh, to an odd man front. Uh, they just, they've got athletes. And that's the, yes. that's the crazy thing. They always have athletes. But they've got, I mean, Mason Smith and Makai Wingo and Harold Perkins—they've got. I mean, those are those are guys that could be superstars. They're future NFL um, stars, and this defense has really struggled. So, yes, you, you you hope that 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 continues, and and that Auburn's found some things offensively, because uh, this is LSU's seventh straight game and their fifth straight conference game. Right. And uh, like you said, uh, hopefully we can still take advantage. I think they're going to a four-man front is what I've read something or heard something uh, LSU is. But you're right. They got some playmakers, but hopefully their secondary keeps uh, making the bust and mistakes. And uh, But I think, you know, I'm proud of our defense. We've done a great job, and uh, I, I think it's going to be a good game. 
I really do. Coach, Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback, making his 50th career start on Saturday night, which tells you about how careers are elongated with with, with COVID. But also, it's a guy who was starting from the moment he arrived at Arizona State a couple of years ago. 50th career start as a college football quarterback on Saturday night. You face some quarterbacks who could make plays with their legs, who could keep things alive, dangerous outside the pocket. What's the message to a defensive line facing a team like Jaden Daniels? What we try to do is you want to build a box around them. Uh, You don't want to run past him on your rush. You notice these guys, if they get out of the rush lanes, you don't have to get a sack. A lot of kids make the mistake, you know, I have to get a sack, so they run past the quarterback. Mm -hmm. What we've tried to get them to do is, you know, affect the quarterback. Get in the throwing lane, but stay in your rush lane. Get your hands up. Don't let them get out of the pocket. But if you rush up the field and run past them so eager to make a sack, you're going to run past the guy and he's going to hit the opening, and that kid can run. Woo! Yeah, he can. I mean, he, he he sort of glides. He runs straight up, and he is so dangerous. It's it's not a Johnny Manziel kind of he's going to – you always have to contain, not to keep him outside. You do have to do that. But he is so deadly, it seems like, when there is an opening right – you know, right ahead of him, up the middle. Right. He just all of a sudden is 20 yards downfield before anybody realizes it. Right. And we might, you know, we might have a scheme where uh, you can spy with a linebacker or a safety. But, you know, I, sometimes that, you know, affects how you, your secondary plays if you got one guy always worried about the quarterback. But, yeah, we got to keep him in the pocket. Can't give him an inside running lane. I'm not, like you said, worried about him getting on the edge and losing contain, it's more up the middle right. stuff. And, like, and he runs straight up, too. Like you said, somebody get a good shot on him, hopefully. And he, he's taken a few this year, too. And it, I mean, last week against Missouri, he took one, and it looked like he was probably out. And then he came back in, had that 39-yard touchdown run and a deep pass for another touchdown. We have, we have a well-sourced caller in Baton Rouge who said there's been talk about his ribs uh, these these last Ooh. couple of days, which, which is well, – we- uh, we need to find out early. <laughs> test test, those, test yeah. those things out. Yeah, no, and another yeah. thing about, uh, you know, thinking about having a spy or something like that is Logan Diggs has been getting better and better and getting more carries, and their running game has been getting better too. So you can't just be worried about Jaden Daniels and those outstanding receivers. That's true. Yeah, it's uh, just got to play good defense, stay in our gap, uh, assignment football. It comes down to, and but our offense has to help us. We got oh, to yes. keep us off the field. Well, that that For is sure. what you hope, really. Uh, I, I hope that what came out of the open date is them finding some things that they're they really feel good about doing offensively that can, you know, en- enhance the quarterback and and hopefully find a couple of guys that they can count on getting the ball to. And and they're still sort of working through some depth issues too, you know, there's there's some some positions where whether because of injury or just because of the realities of the roster coming into the season, you know, they they don't have as many contributors as they would like and that's another I mean the offense needs to produce so the defense isn't playing the, you know what uh, you know so the defense isn't out of gas in the fourth quarter because of the number of snaps. They had to play. The longer the offense is on the field, absolutely, the, the more of a break Keep it gives the, the defense. Keep the ball away from that, LSU. That can that can be important in in conference games, right, Coach? Yes, for sure. Uh, 
very important. Mm. Gonna be a good one, guys. I, I remember, like, do, do you with with defensive linemen? I remember some, some folks are of the opinion like once once they're out of gas, like it, it's not you're, you're not gonna be able to, to you know they can't just take a break and, and get back in there. They don't refuel as yeah, quickly. It, it's not it's seriously exactly. big guys don't. No, you're exactly right, and that's why it's so important. That it, it doesn't start on game day. You have to start hydrating and. You know, Wednesday, Thursday, taking care of your body. But yeah, those guys, if they're going 100, percent you know, they're going to be gassed, and hopefully, you know, we can keep our guys fresh and keep rolling them. But that is a that is a concern. And then Auburn lost Mosiah um, Nazili Kite, you know, their starter at yeah. one of the defensive line spots. Really like what we've seen out of young Caleb Falk, but Keldrick Falk. But I mean, he's. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's going to be called on now, and and you you hope the uh, hope the young guy's ready, because this is uh, this is a big challenge on the big stage down in Baton Rouge. Yes, sir. Uh, I think he'll be fine. Uh, the good thing about us too, you know, this is our I believe our third road game, correct? Right. So, you know, that crowd at uh, Texas A and M, that's going to help us down there. I know it's different in Baton Rouge at night, but I'm glad it's not our first road game. No, that's that a good point. Tough. Yeah. Well, well, coach, what's the uh, what's the, what's this? Well, I mean, it's, I guess the the, the pit's going to be the grill's going to be a little 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 cold this weekend. Uh, yeah, when, I've uh, I told you know I gave them all the the news uh, early in the week, so I think they'll survive. Uh, I don't know who's going in tonight, <laughs> but uh, I'll be back in Sunday night. So yeah, and another I'll, another I'll big one next week with the, with the old. Yeah. With the Ole Miss Rebels and and our first night first night home game. I'll check. Uh, I'll yeah. check up on you, uh, Coach. I'll check up on them. Uh, Please do. I'll check up on them tonight. Make sure everything's everything's where it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. Go. Uh, if there's nobody there, throw a log in there for me. <laughs> you, you got it, Coach. Uh, uh, Don, it's great talking to you, Don. You guys have a great time and have a safe trip back. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely, Coach Don Dunn joining us as he does each Friday afternoon. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. We'll open up the phone lines. Love for you to join in on the final half hour of the Friday Drive. Call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. I'll come back in. Final 25 minutes here on the Friday Drive. Love for you to join in. Give us your thoughts on Auburn LSU. Coach Dunn feels like Auburn's got a good chance. I I was encouraged by his comments about talking to some folks over there about the open date. And that sort of gets to what I was saying a while ago when we were um, when we were discussing this. And I said, you know, I just have the feeling that I mean, Hugh Freeze has, you know, has long been a guy who will spring some things offensively. And he again, uh, I heard him on Tiger Talk um, last night on Wings 94.3, talking about really liking to have his hand, that he'd gotten involved a little more this week. And Monday at at his press conference, he seemed pretty he seemed pretty relaxed and at ease. I I think I mean he had he's got sort of that look or the feeling of I think I've got something that's going to work against him. We we will see. 
Well, no, and I think that I mean his 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 confidence or his uh, 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 apparent comfort uh, in the situation can can mean any number of things. But this is a guy who's you know again I think it gets back to when when Auburn was looking for a coach, and there were people who said it's important that Auburn has someone who has been through battles as a big-time college football coach before. Major conference. And preferably college. SEC. Yeah, preferably SEC, but major conference. You wanted someone who's, who's gone up against teams that recruit like national championship teams and play like national right. championship teams. And, you know, you, you don't expect Hugh Freeze to be overwhelmed by, by what he's got here. I mean, it, it's – I don't know the specifics of what he inherited at Ole Miss – in in 2012, like that first year, you know what what he had on the roster there. But he faced Georgia and Alabama and Texas that year, and he was probably pretty outmanned. And he also talked about going to Baton Rouge. He, I mean, yeah. He he he, uh, he he even commented he didn't want to make it sound like he was promoting another team, but he talked about calling Baton Rouge, and he talked about the announcer saying, you know, it's it's Saturday night in Baton Rouge. I mean, you know. Well, it's not the, about promotion. If that's how you feel, that's you know? right. I mean, You're we, saying it is. It is a great. It is a great place to play football. Ferguson said it on yesterday's show. The the greatest atmosphere in his mind in all of college football is a Saturday night game in, in LSU. Like the the top place you're going to see. You know the, the 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 best atmosphere in the sport. And so yeah, I think that's something else Auburn is up against tomorrow night. On top of although with talk that maybe more tickets are available than usual, maybe yeah, that atmosphere maybe. will be a little. Subdued. Oh, they 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 do a good job. I I don't know if they still do, Dan. They used to uh, pipe back in some of that crowd noise. Sure, they would. You know, have they they they'd have microphones out there, and then they'd play that back through the speakers, so that in case the crowd wasn't as loud as it should be, it was gonna even it was gonna sound. I think now they just sell alcohol. Now yeah. that's now that's all they have to do to get the crowd as as as, as fired up as they need to, which yeah, is in the stadium. I mean, <laughs> you know that. Uh, yes. Oh, that hasn't been a problem before. In the, in no, outside, that's, outside, uh, outside that's the stadium. Ne- never, never been a problem uh, that with with the patrons. No, jealous having access to a little I'm, alcohol. I'm jealous of everybody going. I'm still like I'm probably not going to do it. But I'm Are still, you contemplating um, those two tickets th- that we I'm know about? Thinking, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, nice yep. to see. Good, this. good couple friend. People, good couple, friend isn't going to be able to make it. Got a couple of tickets. Couple people in Baton They're Rouge. Looking, I'd like to yeah. see. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I'm probably not going to. I mean, that's that's a that's a commitment. So that, that's a that's a serious drive. Tex, Tex would probably offer to help take care of you too. Oh, there might be somewhere I could I could crash on a, on a on a Saturday night. Maybe we'll we'll see. I don't know if I got his number now, so maybe. Oh, I, that's right. <laughs> uh, but, but, oh, that's dangerous. That's yeah. right, because you were going to pass it along. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, I've got Texas. Uh, I've got Texas info. But no, I'm I'm probably going to watch the game uh, here in Auburn. But that is that is something for yeah for everyone who's going to be able to go uh, tomorrow night and see if you've never been to Baton Rouge. Oh man, before, you should. Or, or, you should. Uh, yeah. yeah or, or if it's uh, if if you've yeah or if you've been going to a lot of these Auburn LSU games and you just want to sort of see the see the rivalry off because we are sort of transitioning into into something different here after this season in the SEC post-divisions and mm-hmm. with the Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, this could be the last year for a lot of teams playing each other on an every-year basis. Yeah, it will be. I mean, we know like yeah. a lot of these, a oh, lot yeah. of a lot of the rivalries that were sort of creations of division play. There's like, no okay, LSU the, and no Mississippi State next year, right? No Ole Miss. 
Bo- it, both, uh, both, both Miss- of them. Because Mississippi State does Mississippi State have? E- I don't know that Mississippi State has either Auburn or Alabama. I don't think next year. I don't think either Mississippi school plays either Alabama wow. or Auburn next year. Which I don't know how long they've been. But like some of those rivalries date back a uh, a very long time. And so yeah, some of these some of these games that have been on the schedule uh, forever uh, will uh, will will you know Auburn's Auburn's going to lose LSU and. It's both. It's it's LSU and both Mississippi schools are not on next year's uh, Auburn schedule, and so uh, from from the SEC West, and and there there are other places that have, well, I, I forget which school it was, where it's like basically nobody from their division is on. Like it was with Arkansas or somebody who like they, they shook. They got very few of their Arkansas division. Arkansas uh, no, who or was one, it? Or one, maybe one yeah. of the East teams, but it's like very few of yeah, the teams. Yeah, maybe it was like Kentucky or something. Yeah, like they're very few. It was well, very odd. See, I thought maybe Kentucky got their entire, like Kentucky was the team that maybe well, held it, held their some, entire schedule. Somebody, but you're right, somebody's got like a completely it's new like, schedule. It's like they, it's like they switched. Yeah, not like Texas. they switched divisions yeah, almost. Not, not Texas and Oklahoma, no. who, who also have completely new schedules next year, uh, including yeah, Oklahoma's visit to Auburn. Which will be, you know, one of the one of the big events of the of the twenty four season. Uh, but no, this is a yeah. It's the it's the end of it's it's the end of a of an era that started. I mean, you could say it started in ninety two. Maybe it started a little bit earlier than that. You know, when you think about uh, expansion of the league. But now, uh, uh, yeah, now, now it's gonna it's gonna be something different. Auburn LSU seemingly a a, a casualty of that of, of that of that switch. We'd love for you to join in. Give us your thoughts on that. Now, yesterday we spent some time with. Uh, um, David Pascal talking about games around the SEC. There are a couple of other big ball games around the country this weekend. You've got a huge ball game out west. You feel strongly with the top ten matchup of Oregon and Washington. Well, in in, in the conference, oh, okay. Before, because yeah, Oregon Washington's the the no. The I thought, let's game let's match. talk about them for you're, a little bit. Okay. Come back and talk SEC. I mean, those in are the final two, break. Those are two uh, explosive offenses, two quarterbacks that look like. I mean, I I'm nervous about saying it, but they both look like pros. Uh, Michael Penix. Yeah is uh, in, in his second year of – he's another guy who has been – Bo Nix and Michael Penix are two guys that have been around college football. I mean, they were both, I think, pre-COVID, like 2019. Yes. Dylan Gabriel would also qualify. Like, there are a couple of these guys that have been – I mean, they're in their fifth year of of playing – What year is Jaden Daniels? Jaden Daniels, another one. I mean, in, yeah, I mean, when you, get in, when you get into start number 50, right? Like, <laughs> we're talking about – no, J- Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix were both true freshmen who beat Oregon. In in nineteen, they wow. were both they were they were both yeah. uh, against uh, uh, Herbert, uh, the the NFL quarterback now. But uh, th- yeah, the I I think Bo's I haven't been paying as close attention to Washington as I probably should have. Uh, and the game is at Washington. It looks like a toss. Washington, up. Washington, a, a slight favorite there yeah. at home. A L- little bit of a I mean a, a toss up at Washington. Basically, you know, Washington laying three. I I don't know. I like I like everything I've seen out of Oregon this year. Like they they seem to have it. You know, they seem to mm-hmm. have. What you would want in a team that can keep rolling, Washington's probably offense, because I mean because of Bo, I paid a little more attention to Oregon, but I agree. Yeah, and and I think that's going to be. Um, I wouldn't be too shocked uh, with 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 any outcome in that game because the offenses. You know, if one if one offense has a good game and one offense has a bad one, you know, th- this game could be more one sided than people expect. But uh, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking close game throughout in Oregon, uh, or Oregon pulls away at the end. Then you've got. Um, well, let's see. We can get SC Notre Dame. SC Notre Dame and Miami, North Carolina. Miami, North Miami, Carolina. I mean, what a huge game that would Drew. be. It would be an even bigger game had not Miami just decided, you know. Yeah, how you guys, to take how you guys going to give this one away huh? after uh, after after it's at, it's at Carolina, right? I saw a uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Saw an NFL draft guy. I think it was ESPN's guy who had, or maybe CBS's, uh, who says 
Uh, Drake May uh, look, looking like a top three pick in the uh, in, in, in the draft. Uh, next year could even be uh, uh, the former North Carolina quarterback Sam Howell is starting in Washington right now. Maybe Drake May could be uh, his his eventual replacement uh, there at uh, at, uh, at at at, at with, with the Commanders. But no, I think uh, yeah, UNC one of the one of the better teams. People aren't really talking about right now. Would you say it that way, Bill? Like UNC is a team. Yeah, that's, you're I mean, right. I mean that that Drake, Drake May is having a great season. They have a manageable schedule the rest of the way. Florida State's on it. But if North Carolina takes care of Miami tomorrow, North Carolina should probably be in the uh, in the – They're in, what, in, number 10 right I think, now? I think that's about yeah. right. It's the first – what was the stat I saw? It's the first time ever, Bill, that Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, and UCLA are all in the top 25. Is that right? Is UCLA in the top 25? Yes. Yeah, yeah so that, that would be the yeah, first time ever huh. that five – uh, five teams more known for basketball: Kansas, Kentucky, UNC, Duke, and UCLA. The the basketball uh, 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 blue bloods. All five of them in the football hmm. top twenty-five uh, right now. Which which is uh, not not sure how long that's going to last. I know Kansas has. Who's Kansas got coming? They they got a tough one this weekend, don't they? But the uh, uh, look and see. Thought they did, but but these there's, yeah, there's a couple couple good games on the uh, on, on the schedule there. I'm thinking yeah, yeah, but but you did mention uh, the the USC Notre Dame. USC Notre Dame's that's, another that's good one. another really good yeah. one. Notre Dame's got to bounce back after the Louisville. Uh, I mean, it's postseason on the line for yep uh, for for Notre Dame and USC doesn't really have a margin of error either. They're and USC doesn't about, have a defense either. And they have been they they're, have they're been like LSU flirting with disaster. Colorado came back, Little made that game hatchet. too close. Arizona State. Uh, was uh, or no? It was Arizona uh, that took yeah, that you know, multiple was. overtimes uh, against USC. So yeah, that's that's a. I mean, if you can if you can win all of your games that way, more power to you. But you're going to probably slip up when when you're playing that many games that are razor thin and your defense is struggling to get those kind of stops. And so I would uh yeah I, I think SC beats Notre Dame in South Bend, but Kansas uh, is at Oklahoma State. This week, yeah, okay, so a, a road road test for uh-huh. a uh, for, for a top twenty five team there in the uh, in, in the Big Twelve. Hey, another another Pac twelve uh, ranked matchup. Um, UCLA is eighteen; they're at fifteenth ranked Oregon State. We have so many games tomorrow where it's you got teams in the top twenty five involved, and the point spreads are uh, re- relatively uh, relatively slight. Oregon State just a three and a half point favorite. That's the that's the night game on Fox tomorrow mm. night. That'll be on during. Uh, during Auburn uh, LSU, uh, the, the UCLA Oregon State game, and uh, and yeah, winner winner of that game, uh, quietly uh, staying alive in the uh, in, in the Pac-12 hunt. Oregon State could be uh, in six and one with, uh, with 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 DJU and the Pac-12. It's it's crazy, isn't it? This this is the best I can ever recall <clears throat> the Pac-12, and it's it's done well, after this year. And and I do. I mean, the caveat would be that a lot of these quarterbacks will also be done oh, in yes. college football, which will put a damper on like what these teams so, look like. I mean, might forward. as well go out with a bang. Yeah, I mean, but you've got between Bo and Penix and Caleb, Shadur Sanders. Uh, I mean, there are some. I mean, it, it's it's been a great year for. I mean, DJ Uigagalegle in, yes. in, uh, oh, in Oregon yeah, State. Yeah, you're right. He's having a great year. Is, is back too. So I mean, this is a. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a fun year for the, for the teams that are really moving. Uh, Colorado's uh, tonight, right on on ESPN uh, yeah. against uh, against Stanford. That game uh, uh, st- still they, still they, some buzz they, on Colorado. They ought to win that one handily. Yeah, would would like to see Colorado uh, 
uh, if, if they can uh, if, if they can keep, uh, get things rolling in the league. All right, we will get to our final break of the afternoon. Yeah, we'll we'll look at the SEC games, give you our thoughts and our picks for the Auburn LSU game. Love to hear from you as well. Still got time for you to join us. 334-321-1390 as we wind it down here on the Friday Drive. Experience and I- 